0: What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, some potential NFL rule changes. SoFi Stadium is closer to being done. And the Rams, do they have a secret weapon? Find out next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Baggs. Laying down the law for you guys tonight. Pretty cool show for you guys. We got some interesting stuff to talk about. First and foremost, we have to shoot a big happy birthday out to Mr. Aaron Donald. AD. It's his birthday today. May 23rd is the day that the magic happened. And after, over all these years, he's been growing into an absolute Machine, which is pretty cool Aaron Donald, happy freaking birthday Man, hope it's an awesome day I'm sure he's just working out or something The guy's insane, but I had to start with that I wanted to start with a big happy birthday Other than that, uh, let's see here Uh, We're talking about SoFi, we've got a couple of Things to talk about when it comes to SoFi And uh, some of these Some of these things, some of y'all might not like too much Uh, And then uh, so These rule changes, and then uh, Again, this Secret weapon? That's the words I'm hearing that's the words I'm hearing secret weapon for the Rams which is gonna be really interesting. we've got some uh, some interesting stuff on that topic but we're gonna talk about that later on I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one simmer a little bit. I'll let you guys kind of think about how how that makes you feel how how you think how you feel about the Rams potentially having a secret weapon because I, it's exciting to me. I mean hey if we can have a secret weapon, We'll get into that, though. Oh, let's start with this also, uh, just because uh, we are in some uh, pretty interesting times in the universe right now. And I wanted to let you guys know the Dodger Stadium starting Tuesday is going to be the largest coronavirus testing site in Los Angeles. And I tell you guys that because I'm assuming if you're listening to me, chances are pretty decent, at least, that you're in L.A. Uh, I'm not in L.A. personally. Uh, I don't even know where the testing sites are, where I'm at, but. For you guys out there, if you guys are feeling symptoms or something like that, yo, just go get tested, man. Just go get tested. I think I, I know in Colorado they're doing just free tests. Like you could just show up uh, if you feel like you have some symptoms or something like that. You can just kind of show up and uh, do that thing, which is cool. Uh, I'm also today. I'm rocking my uh, stronger together, my my brand new Ram shirt. Showing it off for the YouTube channel, uh, you know, I had to, I had to rock it, and uh, some of the proceeds for that go to uh, helping coronavirus stuff. So, hey, you know, I figured new Ram shirt go to a good cause. I'm in. I'm all in on that. Also, got a bunch of new Ram shirts, in, I think I'm up to like four now. I've got some more on the way. I kind of went a little nuts on some online spending, but you know what? It it happens. It's all good. But we're rocking that. Make sure you guys go pick up your Stronger Together uh, Ram shirts, some brand new Rams gear. We're loading up on Rams gear over here on my end in Colorado. We are getting there. Uh we've got some I mean I'm still getting trash talk about it, which is cool. I mean whatever. I mean, you're allowed to not like the logo. Just don't like it quieter i guess <laughs> that's like I mean, yeah just do your thing but just do it quieter because we we're done caring about that now uh it's time to just move on and uh we're getting we're there's a lot bigger things going on in the world right now than uh the fact that you may not like uh the rams logo or uniforms or whatever that's your thing that's your problem uh you deal with that on your own uh but leave us all out of it because i know a lot of us are now kind of just I- i've seen the comments a lot of like all right it's over let's just move on kind of thing so we're doing that now but make sure you guys pick up your new shirts. New shorts. That's good stuff. Uh I also the the bone the bone gray. I've got a, a bone gray t-shirt coming in. I'm really excited to uh to get that one in, actually. I got it was three yesterday that I got in at one time, and it was it was awesome. It was so cool. Love getting uh, some new RAM stuff. Let's talk about SoFi Stadium a little bit. And I do have uh you know, there's some there's some interesting stuff to talk about when it comes to SoFi Stadium. So, of course, we're getting there. We are getting very close to the stadium being completed. You uh, got the the Oculus screen going up. It's being elevated now, which is awesome. And that screen. Oh, man, that thing is nice. I don't know if you guys saw them light it up for the first time. They uh, they definitely they definitely did a good job on that. That's what I will say. The screen is absolutely massive. It's 4k. It is the dopest. And I mean, it's Stan cranky. He was basically paying for it out of pocket. So, I mean, how, I, that's kind of what I expected that it would be just super dope, but it is, it is, it is super dope. I can't wait to see it with my own eyeballs. That's what I'm super excited for. Uh, we'll get that done uh, this year. This year is going to happen. I'm going to see that, that screen with my own eyeballs. If we're allowed in, I don't know if we're even allowed in yet. Maybe maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. But it's also still only May. We're going to take some time on that. So, speaking of SoFi Stadium, uh, the NFL unanimously approved an additional $500 million loan to the Rams and the Chargers on this stadium. This does double the time for payback, and uh, the teams already split a $400 loan. So now, uh, between the Rams and Chargers, owe $900 million back to the NFL. But of course, like I said, it doubles the time they have to pay it back, so they've got Quite some time now. Uh, I did not see the split on if uh, this is going to be an even fifty-fifty split, the two fifty a team, uh, but because that's the, the the way the original loan was, the original four hundred dollar or four hundred million dollar loan. That's a big difference. Uh, that one was originally split even two hundred towards the Chargers, two hundred for the Rams. So we got that. Uh, but uh, if we're if we're adding up the reports of what Dean Spanos, and the Chargers have contributed to SoFi Stadium. The numbers just are not necessarily that high. And uh, like I said, I did not find a split on this additional $500 million loan. Uh, but with the the NFL raising debt limits and stuff like that, it's very possible that the the team just wanted to get some more money, maybe, maybe add something else, you know what I mean? But uh, also, I mean, the stadium was originally supposed to be under $2 billion. It's up to now almost $5 billion. So very big difference. Uh but if you look at five billion dollar stadium, okay, remember that number as I tell you all of this stuff. As I keep talking, just remember that this is a five billion dollar stadium. Okay, I don't know if you guys can grasp that, because I cannot. I cannot physically understand necessarily how much five billion dollars is. I've never had five billion dollars total. Like if you add up all the money I've ever had, it's not five five hundred or five billion dollars. So According to all reports that are uh, at least available to us, uh, the Chargers only have contributed $300 million of 5000000000 billion. I'm going to keep saying that number to you guys. So Chargers, uh, with uh, the original $400 million loan, of course they split that. And it was the, the $200 million, so they contributed that, that they will pay back, that Dean Spanos is responsible for. And then, of course, we did have an interesting issue with the PSLs. So, if you guys weren't aware, the Chargers originally reported that they had received $400 million in the sales of the PSLs. So, that didn't happen. That's not true. And what ended up coming out later on was that it was really closer to $100 million. So, you add that up. You add it all up for you mathematicians at home. That is only $300 million that the Chargers have contributed on a five or a $5 billion stadium. The problem I also have with this is the Chargers' rent. All right, we all make the comments. A lot of Rams fans make the comments. Make sure your rent's paid. Make sure your rent's paid. All that stuff. Do you know what the Chargers' rent is? It's $1 a year. Dean Spanos pays Kroenke $1 a year to play in Sofi Stadium. And I don't know if what Dean Spanos' is, uh what his financial situation necessarily looks like, but he can't pay more than that? Come on, man. I mean, I know that there was a deal done and stuff like that. And the Chargers are kind of like the unwanted uh I don't want to say I mean they kind of like the unwanted stepchild <laughs> for lack of a better term. They're they're kind of just like they're, they're definitely like the Rams' little brother in this situation. Like the Rams kind of took them in and was like, "Okay, man. Like, hey, hey we got you. We got you. We'll take care of you here." And, I mean, not necessarily for a specific reason, I guess. I mean, I, maybe there's some something there, but there's also tension between Cronky and Spanos because of this situation and the money situation. And there's talks right now, like if you watch the Pat McAfee show like I do, uh, there's talks, I mean, there's like rumors floating around that the Rams are broke and that's why they didn't pay uh, Clay Matthews or Todd Gurley yet. And actually, I don't know, know an update on that situation. I stopped paying attention to anything Todd Gurley says. So I stopped listening to that because it was kind of driving me insane. So I had to re- relax on that. Uh, but overall, I mean, this actually turned out. SoFi Stadium, which is, you know, Kroenke's Palace, uh, it actually ended up being kind of risky for, for Stan Kroenke. And the reason that that's a risky situation, because it wasn't originally. Uh, Rams moved to L.A., set up stadium plans, start paying for it also. Not necessarily a risky situation. The NFL makes an insane amount of money every single year. Uh, of course, we don't know team-specific stuff except for the Packers. We we can only really find out how much the Packers make. Uh, no professional sports team except for them opens up their books. So, And that's just because they're in a interesting situation where they don't necessarily just have one dude who owns them. We know the whole situation. I don't need to get into it. But this ended up being a risky situation now for Stan Kroenke because not only did he pay for the bulk of this $5 billion stadium out of pocket, uh, and he's got money. I mean, we know who Stan Kroenke is. We know that he's got, you know, uh, out here in Colorado, he's got the, the Avalanche and the Nuggets. He's got Arsenal, uh, obviously the Rams. Uh, so we know that he's not necessarily hurting for money and his wife also. I mean, they're both on the Forbes top 100 list. Stan Kroenke and his wife individually are on the the Forbes 100 list. Uh, she's got Walmart money. If you guys weren't aware, she's, uh, she's a part of the Walton family and all that stuff. So she's got that Walmart money, which is great money right now. Uh, well, it always is great money. Walmart does really well. So we knew that. Uh, but of course, he paid for it out of pocket of the bulk of it. And uh, initially, it's kind of. What hurt the the situation, the stadium, the SoFi Stadium in Stan Kroenke, was it had to be pushed back a whole year. the The stadium was supposed to open last season. We were supposed to be in SoFi Stadium last year. That didn't happen because when construction just had started, uh, the the area saw a lot of rain, and so they weren't able to get you know the ground to where they needed it to be. I don't. I'm not a construction guy, so I don't know all like the proper termage and stuff like that. But they weren't at, not able to get. Uh, the situation right due to the rain. So it got delayed a full year. Now, fast forward to 2020, where we are today, and there may not be allowed to be fans. You know what I mean? And so, of course, in the NFL, the the ticket sales are not necessarily as big of a percentage as some other sports as far as revenues go. Uh, but it's estimated that basically every NFL team is somewhere between 15 and 25% that they make uh, based on fans being at the games. So 15% to 25% of their income is coming from people at the game. So that's not just ticket sales, but that's uh, premium seating, that's concessions, that's merch, that's parking, uh, game day sponsorships, which are going to be way down because you're not going to have like those Geico booths out there where you can like throw a football and get a t-shirt or anything. So so a lot of money is dropping off due to potentially fans not being allowed in, in the stadium and We don't know what that situation is going to look like when it when it shows up. We don't know what uh, what the the governor of California is going to say. And especially, I mean, me out here, I I mean, I have a hard time kind of reporting these. I'm kind of just going off hearsay because Colorado is in a very different position than Los Angeles is right now. Uh, We're a little bit more, uh, I guess. Uh, further along. I don't know what, what the proper wording is, but I mean, we're get, We get restaurants open on Monday and stuff and and gyms and all that stuff are opening up for us. So we're getting there. Uh, but I know California and New York are two, two areas that are not necessarily in that situation. But of course, Newsom did say that, uh, what was it? June or July. He mentioned one of those uh, months of saying that we can get sports going back, but fans are not going to be allowed in. So that's where we're kind of at right now. And, uh, I mean, we'll see, but SoFi Stadium, I hope that we're not playing in this beautiful stadium with no fans. That's kind of the whole point of making, like, a sweet stadium is for the fan experience, for the fans to go and show up and have a great time, and, and it'd be awesome. So, that's unfortunate, but you know what? It's going to be okay, as long as we we will... I mean, Aaron Donald said that he doesn't want to play without fans, that that's kind of, like, the whole reason. That's, the, that, that's why these venues are built. You know what I mean? If... If it didn't matter about fans, we could just play it like a high school. Of course, like some of the camera situations would be messed up, but NFL stadiums are the ones that are set up for the cameras that the NFL needs. But still, it's going to be that's going to be a weird situation. So we'll see what happens. But uh, SoFi Stadium is on track to be ready. Of course, the uh, initial event, the first event that was supposed to be scheduled was Taylor Swift concert. That's not happening anymore. So uh, we'll see what the first event at SoFi Stadium actually ends up being. We will have to see. Uh, just another uh, coronavirus update for you guys. Uh, this is on jerseys. I've seen a lot of people actually talking about this. Uh, the, the fact that the jerseys, there's not they're hard to find The, the of certain players. The big names, Taylor Rapp, Jalen Ramsey, Tyler Higbee, Johnny Hecker. Where are these jerseys? We just got to wait. All right. Coronavirus is, is halting a lot of stuff. Like I know for me, my customs that I ordered, it's good. They, they told me minimum three weeks in, until the like things even happen with that, um, which is fine with, fine with me. It's only May. So, I mean, take your time. As long as I haven't by the season, I'm good. That's why I wanted to pay for them early, though. I actually did get a question. It was somebody asked me uh, if they think that waiting is a good call since they can't really get them sent anyway right now or if just putting in the order is a good call right now I say put in your order so at least they know what is coming in you know what I mean I, I just I personally feel like that's just gonna be a better situation if you get get the order in early uh, but um, there there is some slowing in production they're waiting on some certain things to come in on this uh, I, I'm assuming it's gonna be a weird situation just with these these numbers and all that stuff so just be patient. But it's also May. So let's just kind of rein it in a little bit. And, uh, you know, we'll at least get hockey soon. And then I mean, it'll be a minute till we get hockey. Probably like a good probably like two months from now, honestly, is when we'll get hockey back. But hey, at least we we'll get something back, you know, because uh, baseball's being baseball being weird. I'm not going to get into that one. But uh, football, I really do think that football's going to be fine. Uh, I'm really getting to that point where I think that uh, that the NFL and college football seasons are going to be fine, uh, save maybe a couple of teams. You know, I know the SEC. Uh, I'm an SEC fan, Texas A&M, and I think the SEC is going to go. I don't. I think the SEC doesn't even care about what's going on. I think they're just going to be like, you know what, we got we got football to play. Like these, <laughs> we got we got money to make. These schools make money on football. For sure, especially SEC teams like Texas A and M. Texas A and M wouldn't have been able to renovate their stadium without Johnny Manziel. So, I mean, we got that. So, uh, let's keep moving on here. We got some uh, some meetings going on as far as um, uh, the uh, the rule changes. This happens every year. We we kind of we all know that this happens. This is a yearly thing. So, uh, we're some of the things that are being voted on. Uh, a sky judge, but they're actually calling it a booth umpire. Which is totally reasonable. I think that this is an absolutely legitimate rule. It would be an addition, not a replacement. So they wouldn't be taking a ref off of the field and putting them into the booth. They would be adding a ref to the booth, a booth umpire that would be able to call potential penalties, like, of course, the play that sent, or I'm not going to say sent, because we, we know how the game went. I'm not going to go too crazy into it. But the Saints had their chances, okay? So that one play was not the determining factor of that game, but we know what I'm talking about. NRC uh, blasting in Tommy Lee Lewis before the ball got there. It happened. I'm not ashamed to admit that that was blatantly pass interference. It wasn't called, though, so, hey, that's not my problem. Uh, but, in this situation, under this rule, that would be something that the Sky Judge could call. So, I think that's a totally reasonable rule. And, honestly, way better option than the rule that the Saints proposed last year, where you can actually reveal them. Because, First of all, it didn't work, like, ever. And then there was that one play, actually, that the, it totally screwed the Saints. Like, they challenged it, and they didn't get it. And it was totally, like, the the, the call was wrong, and they still didn't get it. And it was like, okay, whatever. It's like, hey, Saints, y'all are the ones that wanted this, all right? So, whatever. What can you do about it? Just want them to stop complaining about it, because it's over now. It's already 2020. That game was two years ago. Or I mean, we're getting there, but you know what I mean. Uh, another... Uh, proposal is the onside kick change. This is a good one. This is this is very reminiscent of the AAF go fleet fourth and fifteen from your own twenty five. And uh, we're, right now we're looking at about ten point four percent of onside kicks were recovered under these new rules. Uh, the average fourth and fifteen. And I'm sorry, I don't have the source on this one. I did. I, I was. Uh, I was listening to something and I heard that the the average the the conversion rate for fourth and fifteen is about fifteen percent. So, you actually have a higher chance of getting the force and 15 than an onside kick. And I remember uh, it was just a couple years ago. Uh, I, I actually have no idea how long ago. It might have just been Thanksgiving this last year. Actually, that sounds right. It uh, was the Atlanta Falcons. And they lined up for an onside kick, and I was sitting there with my family, I'm like, hey, what's the point of even doing this? They never even, no one ever gets it. Like, no one gets the onside kick, and then they got it. Hold on, it was a penalty. And I was like, oh, yeah, see, exactly. It didn't didn't even matter. They do it again, and they're like, and they just get it again. What the heck, man? And then I look like an idiot, because I'm like, no one ever gets these. They get two in a row. And then they got a third one. And it was, God, it was ridiculous. Gosh. But you know what? Now we can do this. But one thing about this rule, you can't just keep doing it. You can use it up to two times a game. And you're not required to. You can do a normal onside kick if you want. You can do a normal onside kick if you want. And I think that's awesome. I think the best part about this rule is leaving it up to the teams to decide whether you want to do it or not. Where the AAF, they didn't have an onside kick. If you wanted the ball back, you had to do it this way. But they changed theirs to a 4th and twelve uh, from the twenty-eight. I don't know what they necessarily looked at, what analytics they were looking at to uh, change that. But it is something that happened. So uh, we'll see how this goes and i do think it'll get voted i really do i think it'll get voted but like i said only two times per game i'm really curious to see who what what teams are going to do it immediately what teams are going to do this quarter one what teams are going to go down opening you know opening drive go down score a touchdown just take the ball back fourth and 15 let's get it back let's just go down again i'm so curious to see how that happens uh, my mindset, I, I guess... I don't know if McVeigh is the guy that would do that. Sean Payton sounds like a guy that would do that, though. We'll see. We'll see, because uh, that's going to uh, it's gonna be an interesting one. We'll see how that, that one shakes up. And also, the, uh, the famous uh, dead ball, where you can just kind of keep on running clock on the dead ball fouls uh, when, <laughs> when there's like above five minutes to go or whatever, and you can just kill clock. That's over now. Uh, thanks a lot, Billy B., Billy Belichick. Uh, yeah, he uh, he complained about this when the Jets did it to him. But he's the one that like let the world know that that was a thing, basically. So I don't feel bad. Don't feel bad for him at all. But those are your uh, rule changes, proposed rule changes, that uh, will get voted on here pretty soon. I do believe all the league meetings are 100% virtual, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which totally makes sense. Of course, they would be 100% virtual right now. Um, so, you know, we're, it's a, it's a weird world right now where we're, we're living virtual. Of course, I'm always living virtual with you guys here, uh, on the Ram Showcase podcast slash YouTube channel. If you guys haven't been on the YouTube channel, first of all, it's awesome. Ask the people on YouTube we're getting there. We're getting there. And then, uh, of course you can find Ram Showcase everywhere. You listen to podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Other places, (laughs) I don't, I don't know where you guys listen to your podcast. Um, but also we will be getting an app soon. Um, I just need to find out if I'm going to go with the Apple or the Android version first. So if you guys have a preference, please let me know because I I do want an app. Um, I'm going to get one first and then kind of see how I feel about it, and then I'll go with the other one. But I need to know which one to go with first. So if you all have a preference, let me know. Let's talk about this Ram secret weapon. All right. You guys may have heard the name Brandon Staley, former outside linebacker coach of the Denver Broncos. He's now defense coordinator of your L.A. Rams. Brandon Staley is being talked about like crazy right now. Brandon Staley's got some really good things to say about some Rams players. I mean, he's he's up in this squad right now too, which is which is a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, this is a uh, uh, NFL Network was the one who said that uh, Staley is Sean McVay's secret weapon. And to piggyback on that, Troy Hill, veteran LA Ram, he said that Brandon Staley is like, and this is a quote, like the McVay on the defense. That's a good thing, guys. That's a very good thing. And I'm not sitting here trying to bash Wade. Wade was the man. I loved Wade. Hall of Famer. Of course we all know wade i don't need to go into wade but hall of famers like that i like this move though i'm totally game with this because i think this kind of sets us up in a little bit situation where we get some more energy now and of course wade was a guy where if you uh, rams are on defense sean could go do his own thing he could go talk to to goff go talk to the offense stuff like that because wade's got it wade was a head coach he, he's been in the league Longer than I've been alive, so you know he's been he's been doing it. But that not that may not be necessarily the case this time. But also keep in mind, Staley was hired because he was out of the Fangio tree. So uh, in Chicago, he was under Fangio. He was the the outside linebacker coach there. Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator under Matt Nagy, and then Vic Fangio left, got hired as the Broncos' head coach and brought Staley with him, outside linebacker coach again. So uh, Staley has coached some pretty amazing players. Von Miller, we know Von Miller, he's incredible. Uh, Bradley Chubb, Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, who is now a Ram, but he did, of course, coach him uh, with the uh, Chicago Bears. So he's got experience, and he's done a good job. He's just... He's, his NFL coaching experience it doesn't go outside of linebackers yet. So this is his first time being able to be a coordinator in the NFL. And, hey, I mean, people are talking about him pretty good. Staley also mentioned he's got plans on using Jalen Ramsey in multiple ways. Very high on Jalen Ramsey, which he should be. Jalen is an incredible player. So, of course, he should be uh, high on Ramsey. He's also vocally high on Darius Williams. Darius Williams and, uh, and Jalen Ramsey... By the way, if you guys didn't catch this note uh, floating around social media, between the weeks of 12 and 17 last year, Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey, 1 and 2 respectively, on PFF as far as uh, coverage goes for corners. No, 1 and 2. And I'm sitting here saying Troy Hill's going to start. I may be wrong there. Troy Hill... And I do think Troy Hill is absolutely capable of starting. I think he would do fine. But Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey might be the play. And Troy Hill being a corner or a Nickel, I mean, that's a that's a potential play. We've also got uh you know David Long, who Staley has also mentioned. And then our, our I love our secondary guys. I'll I'll just put that out there. I love the Rams secondary. I think this secondary is stacked. I think starters across the board are sick. Uh you know, obviously Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams. Uh, Troy Hill, David Long. Rams got corners. Uh, it sucks to lose people like, you know, Marcus Peters. I was, I like Marcus Peters. A little, he's a little risky, which sometimes I didn't like and I, sometimes his attitude kind of bothered me, but whatever, you know, it's a, he's a football player. Play football, man. That's all I care about, you know? Uh, and then, of course, Akeep uh, Talib, but he's a little bit older, so I wasn't super bummed about that, but I think the Rams corners are pretty solid. And then you look at the safety position. Uh, John Johnson and Taylor Rapp right there. I That's... That does strong corner, or uh, strong safeties right there. Of course, Taylor Rapp is a free safety. <laughs> Corny joke for you guys. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, this, Brandon Staley coming in, that's, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting situation that we're going to see, uh, because since McVay has been the Rams head coach, he's had Wade Phillips, so we'll have to see how that kind of unfolds, but... Not only is McVeigh high on Staley, the players, uh, the things that the players are saying about Staley is what gets me excited. These are the guys working with him closely. So that's, to me, the the biggest tell. The most exciting part. What we also have found out via Staley is that we're going to have an open competition at Inside Linebacker. We don't have starters yet. We don't have anybody listed as our starters at Inside Linebacker. There's an open competition... And to let you guys know that open competition. First of all, some uh, UDFA's, some undrafted free agents that the Rams brought in uh, Daniel Batuli, Brian London, and Jeff Holland. We'll kind of see how their you know production unfolds in like preseason. See how many snaps they're getting. But I would guess that these five names are going to be the ones that are really competing for those jobs. There's two jobs at inside linebacker. We got Travon Howard. Traven Howard actually don't know exactly how to pronounce that one i'm sorry man sorry for that uh then we also got clay johnston the rookie the fan favorite rookie a lot of people are really digging johnston right now micah kaiser who the coaching staff has been vocally high on troy reader who started plenty of games last year and then kenny young the former baltimore raven that the rams picked up last year so uh we've got some guys to to look at uh, I'm still on the Mark Barron train. I won't go into that, but I'm sure <laughs> I still I still love Mark Barron back. But if I had to make my pick right now, today, which I don't have to, but I'm going to anyway, uh, I would go Mikey Kaiser and Troy Reader. That's the, the two that I would go with as the starters, but we'll see what happens. Clay Johnston, like I said, has been a fan favorite. Kenny Young, uh, his production in, in Baltimore didn't necessarily pan out. So I don't necessarily I don't know exactly what to expect from him. Uh, we'll we'll see, but I don't necessarily have the highest hopes. Uh, especially when a guy like Troy Reader, with his starting experience from last year, Micah Kaiser, who the coaching staff is really high on, if, and if he can stay healthy, he could be a very big impact player for this team, which is going to be awesome. And then Clay Johnston, like I said, fan favorite. People are loving some Clay Johnston right now. That's a that's a very real thing. Clay Johnston uh, is uh, his interviews, his energy, and that's what it is. That's, if you guys don't, if you guys haven't seen him in an interview or watch that video of when he first got drafted by the Rams or anything, make sure you do because it's awesome. That guy, he's ball of energy, and uh, what did he what did he say that he would like? He'll break bones or whatever to to compete for this team. You know, and I love that energy. I love that attitude. It's good stuff. Good stuff. We'll see how that unfolds. We'll definitely break down. We'll be talking that battle a lot come preseason time. We will definitely be talking about inside linebacker. As far as the other position, uh, the battles go, I don't think offensive lines necessarily, I don't think there's really any big battles there. Uh, running back, we could see so we could see a battle there. I don't know if if necessarily Cam Akers is just getting hands in the job or if it's kind of Malcolm Brown's to lose. Not sure yet. Not totally sure yet. Uh, outside of that, not a lot of big areas. Uh, we could see kind of like a battle, maybe between like Van Jefferson and Josh Reynolds. But I think Josh Reynolds is the guy. I think I don't know if we see a lot of Van Jefferson this year, as far as that position battles go. We'll see. I mean, he very well could. Cooper Cup and John Johnson are like, and Taylor Rapp are like really the only rookies that the Rams have utilized heavily. So we'll see what happens with that, but. Only a couple of position battles to really dig into when we get to preseason, which is not yet. It's not is May. It is May. Uh, we got to first get back uh, into the building and start practicing uh, before we talk talk position battles necessarily. So we'll get there. We are getting there. NHL, like I said, about two months away. Uh, the twenty fourteen playoff format is approved. Avalanche will be playing for uh, for seeding. I'm an abs fan. I don't know what to tell you guys. Go abs! All right, that is going to do it for me. I'm going to wrap this up, wrap this bad boy up. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well, at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe as well on there. Uh, You can just search Ram Showcase on YouTube, and it'll pop you up. It'll pop me up, actually. Not you. It'll pop me up. That is going to do it for me, though. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.